Hello, and welcome to Not Your Mother's Housing Market, the podcast where we dissect and discuss emerging trends in today's real estate market because a 21st century market requires 21st century strategies. I'm Katie Keaton, your Southwest Washington realtor. And I'm LaDonna Page, your Oregon and Washington mortgage advisor and liabilities manager. Yay, we are here. We are excited. I'm talking fast. I'm ready to go. (laughs) We are all coffeeed up. Yes, I'm hopped up on (laughs) caffeine, and we have the most fun episode for you guys today. Seriously, I cannot wait. So, if you remember, I believe it was last week's episode. I think so. We were just, you know, doing our thing, talking, and organically, we kind of came up with the idea to um, really ask our parents, but specifically our mothers, not your mother's housing market, right? about their first purchases, and then we wanted to kind of compare and contrast them to our first purchases. Yes. So we're doing it. It was a super fun conversation with my parents. Yeah. (laughs) I just laugh because my mom knows so much more about the house that she purchased in 1983. She remembers so much more than I remember about my purchase in 2018. That's so funny. I know. She was loving giving me the details. So it was a really fun conversation on my side, too. It was really fun. Um, Before we jump in, we are going to just do a quick word from our sponsors. So again, Not Your Mother's Housing Market can be found on Callet's Podcast Network. Yes. And um, at callet'spodcast.com. And so here is a quick word from their sponsors before we dive into the mom versus me episode of Not Your Mother's Housing Market. (laughs) Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. And our passion is the housing market. Yes. <laughs> a quick little tie-in there, right? So, we have four houses to compare and contrast today. We've got my mom's. So we'll be going with hers first because hers was first in chronological order. And then I'm going to jump into my first purchase. And then we'll do LaDonna's parents' first purchase versus hers. Yes. Yeah. So with that, I guess I'm just going to jump right in to talking about my mom's first home purchase. So to set the stage, (laughs) the year was 1983. My mom was a single mom with two kids. She was 29 years old. And she purchased a home right here in Lexington, so in Kelso, Washington. Okay. Um, The house was a little under 1,700 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths. So she was planning on staying in it a while. Actually, when I was talking to her, she's like, I I like that house better than I like the house I live in right now. And I, (laughs) I mean, it was a great house. Three bedrooms, two baths. It had a den. It was in Lexington. Okay. Honestly, she owned it until I was like 12 and really was a great house. All right. They didn't have any property though, which is eventually why we moved. Okay. But anyway, she, like I said, was a single mom. She had a job um, at the local nuclear plant. If any of you guys remember when the nuclear plant was over in Rainier, it's called Trojan. That's actually where my parents met. So, um, also a funny little story. I think maybe I've mentioned this before, but that is how my parents met. My dad actually went to college um, to be a nuclear health technician. Okay. And my mom did not. She um, started as a security guard at Trojan with her GED, single mom of two kids. And she worked her way up to have the same exact job as my dad. 
Okay. Yeah, so cool story for her. Um, so at the time, 1983, she was working there, and she was making 10.47 an hour. Which is not bad. Not bad for 83. No, not bad at all. When the minimum wage was like 350. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, the story of how she found this home is that she was actually under contract with the house across the street. So um, she was under contract with the house across the street and... During that transaction, things were going awry with the inspection, like we've talked about on different episodes of this podcast. Um, Things were promised by the seller, and they just weren't getting done. And also, um, when she first started the transaction with that seller, interest rates were around 12%. At least her interest rate was around 12%. And um, during the course of the transaction, it actually went up 2% to 14%, which is super similar to what we've been seeing lately. So that greatly um, kind of hurt her buying power and also changed her monthly payment by a lot. So because of those two factors, she decided to pull out of that transaction. The one across the street from the one she ended up buying. Yes. Okay. Um, But because she had been there so often, she found out that the house across the street was up for sale as a for sale by owner. Okay. So it was originally listed for $89,000. And when I asked her if that was, you know, a a pretty reflective price of the time, she said, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, It had actually already been under contract once for $89,000, but that deal fell apart as well. Okay. So then the neighbor said, hey, my deal just fell apart. If if you're still interested in a house, you Mm -hmm. know, you can look into purchasing mine. Um, One thing you have to know about my mother is she is a deal hunter. She's uh, she's always looking for a bargain. Everything you have ever told me about her <laughs> yes. has led me to that belief, and I've absolutely never met her. Like, yes. But I'm just like, yep, nope, she totally sounds like one of them. <laughs> yes. She is looking so my for mom. a bargain. I think she inherited that trait from her parents, and, you know, I'm also looking for a bargain, so. Yes. So the cheapness runs deep. <laughs> it's not cheap. It's frugal. It's frugal. Oh, yes, totally. That's a fancy way of saying cheap, but. <laughs> There's, I think there's a giant no, difference between cheap. Difference. Like cheap, I'm gonna buy this thing at the dollar store. It's gonna break tomorrow. I'm gonna buy yeah. it again. That's cheap because yes. my product is cheap. Yes. Frugal is I'm looking for a good deal on something that's worth more. Well, that's exactly what she found with this house. Right. So, um, like I said, it was listed for eighty nine thousand, but the person who was selling the house was actually about to lose it. Okay. So if she didn't sell the house, it was actually going into foreclosure in four days. Oh. So my mom got that house for $54,000. So huge reduction. Yeah. Not only did she get it for $54,000, but like I mentioned, the interest rates were around 14% for her when she was going with the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but she actually ended up assuming the seller's loan. So not only did she get it for $54,000 instead of $89,000, but she also got a 10.3% interest rate. Right, which for the times, you know, the average interest rate in 83 was 13.2. Right. So, I mean, that's that's giant that she was down at 10. I know. And assumed the loan that, I mean, like she saved herself so much money. Yeah. Great deal she found right there. Yes. And um, she said that at the time to assume a loan, she had to actually go into the bank and interview for it. Right. Is that still how it works or do you know? Uh, So she assumed a conventional loan is what you said earlier in our Mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. And you actually really can't assume 
conventional loans no. anymore. Like most of them are written out as non-assumable. Right, 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 right. Um, because the banks make more money if they <laughs> just repurchase the whole thing. Got um, it. <clears throat> but, you know, there are a couple, like, VA loans. You can assume those. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have to totally qualify for the loan. Yeah. Um, and in 83, tech was a little bit different. So instead of a phone call and a computer <laughs> screen, we would have... Right. We would have had you come into the bank and sit down and talk to us about it. Instead of looking at all of your metadata. <laughs> totally. Instead of pulling the recordings in- from your Alexa. Instead of stalking you. <laughs> yes, pulling your data from your Alexa, stalking you on Facebook. Yes. Yeah, we would have had you actually come in and meet us in person. <laughs> I was about to go off on a huge tangent about a new Alexa feature, but we'll save that for after the podcast. You and okay. I can talk about it. Yes, please, because I have a ton of them. Because otherwise, I'm going to fall down this rabbit hole, and we do not need to go there. That is not what this podcast is about. So anyway, she assumed the loan um, for $54,000 for 10.3% interest. Um, She did have to put 20% down. Mm -hmm. And as a 29-year-old single mom, she did not have 20% down of that amount. So she did borrow her down payment from her parents, from my grandparents, who also lived in Lexington. Okay. And um, they charged her for her down payment. They charged her 12% interest. Oh. Yes. (laughs) So um, it's kind of funny because as we've been talking, we've actually heard that a lot where it was like, oh, the grandparents, like they they lent their children money, but they charged them interest. But they charged them interest. Yes. Where like I still think today very often and you'll see that even in, in my story, um, parents still lend their kids money, but maybe don't charge them interest anymore. Yeah. Hey, dad, if you're listening <laughs> or when you listen, actually, because I know you do listen uh, when you listen to this. If I need to borrow money, please don't charge me interest. Let's let that. Uh, sleeping dog lie. Yeah, let's that <laughs> let that be a tradition of the past yes. of a bygone era. But bygone as I was talking eras. to her, it kind of <laughs> makes sense because at that time, most people had interest-bearing savings accounts, right? And she said, you know, if you let your money sit in a savings account at that time, you could get up to like 18% interest. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a huge difference now where it's like if you have money, if your parents have money sitting in the bank now, they aren't losing out on any interest by loaning it to you. Right. I mean, they're just sitting in their savings account. Yeah. Yeah. But but they're not losing out on a huge percentage of interest. Right. Can we bring that back? Can we leave the, like, charging your kids interest? But can we bring back the (laughs) banks paying you interest to keep your money there? Yes, please. 18% interest? Like, you know, I once had a savings account. I was, had to have been back in, like, 2006 that gave me 10% interest. That is crazy. It was it was amazing. Now at the end of the year, I'm like, cool, I earned $2. I, yeah, it's where we're at now. Yeah. Um, but 2008, when I opened that sucker up. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, let's bring that back. Leave leave the charging your kids' interest in the past, but bring that back. Okay, so let me see what else I wrote down. Oh, also, um, my mom did not use any realtors in her transaction, um, which is kind of on brand for her, but also kind of goes to show, like, that seller probably left a lot of money on the table and was also probably so dang stressed out. Yeah, you know, going at foreclosure four days, you're looking, you're scrambling. Scrambling. To do, first of all, to do anything to keep your money, but keep your house and all your stuff. Yeah. When it's like, okay, maybe you should have talked to a realtor like six months before that. 
and got a plan together and listed the house so you weren't scrambling. But yeah. it worked out for my mom, so. It worked out for someone. It worked out for someone. And those people didn't actually lose all that money. They still made 50, you know, whatever. They that s- is very true. That is a very true. Okay, so. Um, they didn't I- have that foreclosure actually hit their record, which could have been more damaging to them. Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> so. LaDonna, can I just give a little shout out for LaDonna right now for all of you guys listening? (laughs) So um, my mom was not answering the phone and I had a few follow-up questions for her this morning. And one of the follow-up questions was, what was her monthly payment? So um, I told LaDonna or LaDonna said, okay, give me the numbers. So I gave her, you know, the $54,000 number. I gave her the interest rate numbers, blah, 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 blah. She came up with $532 for my mom's mortgage payment. When my mom did call me back, she confirmed that her mortgage payment was $537. Hey, I nailed it. You (laughs) nailed it. Also, this is what I'm talking about. How does she remember that her mortgage payment was $537? Uh, my mom 100% remembers it, and I'm actually, my dad and I were talking about it on the phone, and my dad goes, I bet she has the paperwork. <laughs> and I went, oh, God, I know she does. <laughs> like, I almost called my mom back other than she would have had to, like, she would have gone and dug it out, and yeah. I could have brought it in today. That's too funny. My dad probably has the paperwork from when they purchased their house together, but I don't think my mom has hers. Maybe she does. Um... She's a lot like me, so she probably doesn't. <laughs> I still have mine. <laughs> exactly. And today I was like scrambling in like an old email account to try to find anything about my purchase in 2018. So that's the difference between LaDonna and I. Just always fun to see. Um, okay. So that kind of goes over my mom's initial purchase. But then it's also interesting to see what she did with that building value in her house. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> she lived in the home for seven years with my two siblings, my older siblings. And then in 1990, she did a cash out refi for her house and she pulled out $16,000 to use towards the down payment of my parents' house that they still live in today. So, um, you know, she went from this, the houses were similar sized. So the house that she purchased originally was, um, a little under 1700 square feet. The house that they live in now is a little under 1900 square feet, but, um, it's on 10 acres. Right. So she upgraded there for sure. And it's in the beautiful Silver Lake area. How much did she owe when she sold that house? I don't know that. Don't know that piece. Okay. I do not know that piece. I know we kind of did some strategic like figuring. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I I couldn't remember if that was the part you remembered or not. No. And she didn't remember either. Um, But so she did the cash out refi and um, then... They, they moved into their current house, but she used her home in Lexington as a rental right. for the next, like, 12 years. Yeah. So they also had rental income coming in okay. um, for the next 12 years on the home. Um, when they eventually sold that house, and she also did not remember the year she sold it, but I think I was about 12 years old, so I guess 2002. So we're going to go with 2002. Um, when they sold the house, they sold it for 193000 Okay. And honestly, they probably left some money on the table. (laughs) Did they use a real estate agent? No, (laughs) they did not. And also they sold it to, I believe, I actually didn't ask her this, but I remember this from my childhood. I believe they sold it to the people who were currently renting it. Oh, okay. And so I think they gave them kind of a deal. You probably would have gotten really nice on them. Yeah. So I think they gave them kind of a deal. I'll confirm that, but that's what I think. 
So yeah, that is the fun story of my mom's first purchase. So um, I mentioned that she was 29 when she made her first purchase. And I was 28 when I officially closed on my loan. So very close. Um, Oh, actually, before I move on to mine, I just, I wanted to um, give you guys some numbers on what happened to the house she sold after she sold it. Yeah. Just because I think it's kind of interesting and because it's in, um, it's in Cal's County. Yeah. And I can really give you guys like a peek into what's been going on since she sold it. So, like I said, she sold it in like 2002 for um, 193000 <clears throat> In 2014, it was listed for 139000 So that was after kind of the, you know, 2008, 2009 crash. And actually, it did not end up selling, and it did get foreclosed on. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So it did get foreclosed on in 2014. Um, A flipper purchased it and sold it in 2015 for $157,000. Okay. So your mom definitely made the most amount of money out of it. (laughs) Yes. Um, Then... In 2019, so before the pandemic, it sold for 270000 So that was, what, four oh, years ago? okay, yeah. So in 2019, it sold for two seventy, And, okay, so that was three years ago. And it actually just sold earlier this year for three eighty one. Oh, that person wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that also just shows, like, okay, so it went up $110,000 in the last three years. And right. that's, like, so what we've been seeing. Right. So had she hung on to it, she would have made, like, $330,000 off of that mm-hmm. house. And had rental or And, and had, had rental, rental income, income the, the entire time. time. But, I mean, just bare bones if she had hung on to that house that long. So, I mean, it goes into, like, don't pull out of the market. Don't mm-hmm. try to game the market. It's better to just hang on and wait. Yeah. I mean, she she sold it, you know, for her own reasons and yeah. that. And she hung on to it for a, a hot minute renting it out. She did, yeah. So I think she owned it, what, from 29 years? Yeah. Or 19. 29? 19. You said she... 83, 2002. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, Whatever. <laughs> I, I think both of us are wrong. <laughs> Will you please do the math right now? You said 80. 83. She bought it in 83. Yes. <laughs> so 2002 minus 1983. <laughs> she was 19 years. I was wrong. You were right. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I was going to say, I think it was like 20. I'm doing a little dance right oh, now. Oh, also, a victory dance. because I thought <laughs> when we were sitting at the coffee shop working this out, I had mm-hmm. done the math for because I thought she sold it in 2012. Oh, got it. Okay. No. And I believe she sold it in 2010. So, that's where I got yeah. 2002. So, that's where I got 29 years. Okay. Well, I was right. So, anyway. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Katie wins. I have to take it where I can get it. Actually, no. That's one of my like $330,000 difference between 1983 and today. That is crazy. That's insane. Okay, but is that crazy, or is the fact that in the last three years it went up one hundred ten thousand? That, that's <laughs> that's real crazy. Also, this house has been is such a perfect case study and like such a perfect like slice of what has happened since yeah. nineteen eighty three. I mean, it got foreclosed on after everything you know fell. Well, actually, yeah. it went for high in two thousand two. It went for a good amount in two thousand. Yeah, that's a good. It got foreclosed on in 2014 after not being able to sell. It got flipped, you know, and then... Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, this is like the housing market all here in this one. Exactly. And right here in Cowlitz County. Yeah. So very cool. Okay, so that 
really rounds up my mom's. And so now I'm going to move on to mine, which is very less thorough because I do not remember anything about it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> also, this is kind of a neat tidbit as well and really is kind of the through line between um, both of our transactions. So, like I mentioned, my mom went from a little house in Lexington, and then she purchased 10 acres with a house in Silver Lake. Right. So, actually, she originally purchased about nine acres, and then the neighbors to the back of them were selling just a one-acre parcel. Well, actually, it was a 0.86-acre parcel. Um, So, they purchased that later on. And then when I was getting ready to buy a house, we were trying to decide, are we going to buy? Are we going to sell? We were living in one of my mom's rentals. Thanks, mom. Um, And we were trying to decide, are we going to buy? Are we going to sell? This was around like 2016 when we really started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, My parents gave me that additional parcel of land that they had. Oh, they gifted you the land. Yes. Okay. So it was its own parcel, which was a huge deal. If it had not been its own parcel, we could not have moved forward because in Silver Lake, I think um, to build on Mm -hmm. a new lot, it needs to be at least two acres. It might need to be at least five. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, because it was already its own parcel, um, we were able to build on it. So, um, you know, they had gotten the down payment or she had gotten the down. What was that face? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What was that face? Sorry, I just looked up at my current, my parents' current home is worth. <laughs> LaDonna's eyes just fully popped out of her head. And the microphones we talk into are like big orange balls that are like way bigger than our mouths. And her mouth opened so wide it looked like she could have like <laughs> eaten the microphone. <laughs> Like, it actually scared me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It actually scared me. I really just wanted to know what my parents' square footage on their house was because you were talking about, like, (laughs) your parents moved from their first home to this house, very comparable, blah, blah, blah. Uh And I was thinking mine was, my parents' home was almost double the size and, like... So I looked it up, and it came with a price. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And she was shook to her core. (laughs) I am shook to my core. She is shook to her core. And she also needs to move slightly closer to the microphone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Some behind the scenes for you. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So my parents gave me that parcel of land. And um, we actually used the parcel of land as our down payment. So we built a home. And when you get a um, construction loan, if you own the land already, then that can kind of be used as your 20% down. Right. So um, I believe at the time... The one acre by itself appraised for, I want to say, $40,000. Okay. So um, we did a lot of sweat equity on the property to get it ready to build. So we did the dig out ourselves. Like we rented, yeah, my husband rented an excavator. Um, We paid out of pocket with. Oh my gosh, this is this is a whole thing and it makes me sound so privileged. So <laughs> I had inherited $20,000 from my grandmother who passed away. Okay. So we used a lot of that money to get the property ready to build on. Right. So we paid out of pocket for our own septic tank, which was I think about $10,000. Okay. And we also paid about $10,000 to get the land prepped. Right. And it's expensive. In, yeah, we put in the driveway with that and um, we did the dig out for the property like literal sweat equity, my husband and his um, stepdad did a bunch of dirt work to get the property ready. Okay. So this actually rounds out the picture for me because when you were explaining like 
we built this house and blah, blah, blah. And I've seen pictures of it. I've driven mm. past it. Like, it doesn't look like what you say you spent, well, right. like what your loan is <laughs> <laughs> for what I would assume you could have done in yes. 2018 with the loan amount. But mm-hmm. um, this makes more sense because I was going like, dang, yeah. wells and septic and dirt work, like all of that is right. It is expensive. Very and I will say just as a little caveat for anyone who's thinking about building, I think I've said this before, but always I think it should be said when you are Price comparing different builders, ask them if they do the dirt work in the beginning. Ask them if they pull the permits themselves because those are huge costs. And some of the like quote unquote discount builders do not factor that into their price when they quote you. So you need to make sure, like luckily we had a wonderful builder. I I would say I can't recommend them enough except for the fact that they stopped doing whole house builds. So I literally can't recommend them. Otherwise I would 100% do it. Um. We had a wonderful builder, and they did give us a price with all that stuff included, but we decided to do some of that ourselves. Okay. Um, Make sure that you are asking those questions if you are doing price comparisons, because you might think that one place is way cheaper than a different place, but if they haven't factored in your permits, if they haven't factored in any of the dirt work, um, they're probably very similar price to some of those places that you think are more. Um, Anyway... So we did a lot of that ourselves. So we put about $20,000 in. My parents gifted me the property. Um, And then we started building. Um, When we finally started building, about two years after we started the process, um, we started in May of 2018, and we moved in around December of 2018, like five days before Christmas. Um, The first thing we moved in was our Christmas tree. (laughs) That would have been the first thing I put in. (laughs) Yeah, that was like, I was so excited. I'm like, okay, so. The year I moved in, like, at the beginning of December, I put my Christmas tree up in October. And literally, there's a picture of my daughter in her Halloween costume (laughs) in front of the Christmas tree. That was me during COVID. You know me, you know that Christmas is my favorite. (laughs) Yes. That was me during COVID. It was like the only thing that brought me joy was the fact that Christmas might be around the corner. And that's the only time in recorded history that I have ever put my tree up before Thanksgiving. And I think we put it up the day after Halloween. Yeah. I was like, I need some Christmas spirit. I just... But then our tree died. (laughs) So by the time we got to Christmas, it was like brown. (laughs) Okay. So I will say that like we were living in Alabama at the time and trees, Christmas trees down there are wildly expensive. Mm. It was cheaper for me to buy a fake tree than it was for me to purchase a living tree. Oh my gosh. Christmas trees are going up every year. Christmas trees are super expensive regardless. And I could also go on a whole tangent about that, but I'm not going to. But I have many thoughts. I, yeah, I did the research. It was cheaper for me to buy the tree and it was better for the ecosystem. So I did it. (laughs) Okay. Have you seen that? I'm going to slightly go on a tangent right now. Have you seen places that are starting to sell potted Christmas trees? Yes, actually. And I did. We did one one year. Oh, you did. Um, But I planted it up at my parents' place because if I plant it, I will not get my children's childhood worth of Christmas trees in my backyard because it's tiny. Mm. Um, so so we planted it up there. Um, yeah, Greg's, actually. Greg's Gardens, oh, okay. if you remember them. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Loved them. Well, you um, know that Greg works at Lexington Hardware. Yes, I and do. And he runs their garden. Yes, and I go out and see him on a regular basis. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Greg. <laughs> Shout out to Lexington Hardware. So, yeah, I... 
we did a living potted tree, and mm-hmm. my mom's done a few of them, and she plants them just out in her yard. Yeah. Uh, but it's just not an option for me. Plus, mm-hmm. um, every every opportunity to avoid bringing spiders into my house, I'm down with that. <laughs> so bringing so a oh, is it though? It's so worth it. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, okay, 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 okay. So, 2018, moved the Christmas tree in before I moved anything else into my house. Oh, also. As I would have, too. This is why we can hang out. Also, I do want to mention, because I did not mention this um, part of my mom's purchase, the house that she purchased actually was only built in 79. So, she almost bought a brand new house. Wow. Yeah. Ten-year-old home. Four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Four-year-old home. Um, so she purchased a four-year-old home. Because I jumped to the year my parents purchased. Oh. <laughs> that was where I was like, yeah, my old, I don't do that. So she purchased a four-year-old home, which I would say is basically new. It really is. Um, right. Like then, it's settled and been fixed from the settling at that point. Yes. Like four is a good year to buy. Four is a great year to buy, honestly. Um, and then I obviously moved into a new home. Um, our houses were pretty similar in size, like 100 square feet mm-hmm. off. Um, I did have... Point eight six seven acre, um, but yeah, and so we both kind of used help from our parents to get into the houses, yep. which is also kind of cool because um, you know just paying it forward. And I would love to do that for my kids one day as well. Um, so this is the part that I did not remember anything. Oh, Biden, did what you just hit noise? Oh my gosh, I loved it. I'm gonna put it <laughs> push it every time. I did not touch Katie, anything. We I swear agreed to very you. early on in the podcast recording. You weren't allowed to do weird noises. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, I, I never do that, but it's only because because <laughs> I told her no. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doing this one every time we do a transition. Okay, <laughs> sorry everybody. <laughs> Um, write on our Facebook or our Instagram comment and tell us if you like the sound of Because <laughs> I will totally Vote start no. using them. <sighs> Whatever, fine. Okay. So anyway, we purchased in 2018. After everything was said and done, our um, loan amount was $287,000. We literally, when I tell you, we spent every single penny that they the bank would allow us to spend right to build the house that we have um most people when they build do yes and i mean i love my house i do not know if it is my forever house i would definitely have to change some things it we felt like we outgrew it pretty fast yeah um eventually we'll either have to add on to it or move um one of the two so I know that was one of the questions. Like, is this your forever home? Mm-hmm. Um, I love where it is at, and I want to say where it's at, so we might just add on to it at some point. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, at the time, I had just started, really, my first big girl job, and I was only working three days a week, and I think I made thirteen fifty. <laughs> your first big girl job, and you were working three days a week. <laughs> well, before that, it was like I worked like two nights a week. Yeah, you're for fine. Like two hours. So. You're fine. And I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was working on my degree. You're perfectly fine, so, Katie. Anyway, uh, I took twelve years off. <laughs> right. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, I was making thirteen fifty an hour, and I was working part time. And I, my income did not factor into the loan qualification. Right. 
So my husband, um, he was the one that they were doing all the qualifications for. Mm -hmm. was on his income. <clears throat> so he was working at the same place that he works now. He's worked there for, I think, over 10 years now. And um, at the time, he was making about twenty three fifty. Okay. So um, that's what we got pre-approved for. And because we were doing a building loan, you can either do a... Um, some places make you have an interest rate during the building process, and then you have to refinance out of the interest rate at the end when it is completed, um, and then you have a completely new loan and a new interest rate at the end. Okay. I'm extremely risk averse, and so the thought of having one interest rate the entire time we're building and then not knowing what our interest rate would be at the end terrified me you're subject to market changes exactly i hate me like subject to market changes crab at the seafood place <laughs> subject to market changes um so because of that we decided to do um one of the loan products that umqua bank offered at the time and basically we had a higher interest rate but we did not have to refinance out of it so right we had a one little bit of, close yes so we Love had a little it. bit of a higher interest rate but we didn't have to worry about what the interest rate was going to be at the end we locked our rate at the beginning mm -hmm. of the build so our rate was 5.25 percent it'd be interesting to be able to like go back and be like oh katie actually what you missed out on was <laughs> yeah oh. no. no don't tell me <laughs> no you're fine so we did talk about like what your mom's um, average interest rate when the year she purchased mm -hmm. versus the rate that she got and your um, average interest rate that year was 4.54. Okay. So you can see that like for me the risk over side of me was like I would rather have a 0.75 higher interest rate but know what it's going to be. Right. I 100% um, would have done that as well. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why um, my interest rate's a little bit higher but then we actually refinanced in 2019 and we got an interest rate of 3.87. Right. Um, we actually still have that interest rate because we were not able to take advantage of the refi boom that happened the last two years because I was not a realtor long enough. Um, so we're sitting at 3.875. Which is still a great rate. Yeah. And so at the time when we originally closed, um, our mortgage payment was 1780 Okay. Um, it has fluctuated since then, you know, we bought it down, but then it's gone back up because of taxes. Right. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of my whole story. So I think the through lines that are really nice is that we both, um, got help from our parents for our down payments, which we still see a lot in the industry. We were basically yes. at the same age. We both had two kids. Okay. And, um, yeah, she was a single mom and I really was a stay at home mom at the time. Um, but so in both situations, it was kind of a single income family. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those are all the new and exciting things. The biggest thing is her mortgage payment was five thirty seven, <laughs> and mine was seventeen eighty. Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! Subject to market changes. Subject to market changes. But also, her interest rate was ten point three, and mine was five point two five. Right. So, yeah, that is my whole spiel. Have I talked for literally 50 hours? <laughs> About a half an hour, We yeah. went on a couple of tangents. It's That's true. But um, now I'm going to really turn it over to you so we can hear so all about you. What I just realized in listening to your story is that every single one of these purchases that we're talking about today was on a single earner income. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to talk about my parents. Okay. 
Um, there was a little bit of conflict on what was believed to be true in my parents' conversation. And I will say that I'm siding with my dad. Um, he made a really compelling argument as to why I should. And then when I actually like got on the internet and did some research, his story lines up more with like what the historical the data historical was. Historical data, his side. yeah. The historical data was on his side. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> My mom is lucky but, because I she had no one else actually, for me to ask and argue with her. So right, she got out of it on. Un- Pretty clear. <laughs> but <laughs> this will be the moment that my mom like walks down to the basement and starts looking through files and comes out with that paperwork. So hit me back next time. We might have an update. <laughs> but for today, we're going with what my parents had or what my dad said about their their interest rate in that because that was the only contended part. Um, okay, so my dad was 27. Okay, so in same line. Yeah, mm-hmm. same ages. Um, my mom was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they purchased their house in 1989. Okay, so four years after four my years mom after your mom house. purchased hers. Yep. Okay. So um, they went from a two bedroom rental to a three-bedroom home um, that was 1,100 square feet. Okay. Um, They purchased it for $49,000 on an FHA loan. Okay. So they didn't put much down. They put $3,000 down Mm -hmm. that my dad earned from remodeling my grandma's kitchen. Like, they did a full bare-bones, ground-up remodel. Um, Lower the counters because my grandma was super short, so they put in, like, (laughs) shorter-than-normal people counters. Which, also being really short, I would really love to see in my own kitchen. <laughs> like, let's just knock the kickboards out from underneath it. Wait till your son's old enough, and then you can pay him to remodel your kitchen right. and lower the counters, and then he can use that money for a dumpling yeah. on his own. <laughs> and then it would just be a continuous. Oh, my gosh. So It'd be sweet. fabulous. Tell him he needs to, like, learn a little bit about carpentry. <laughs> um. So... My dad says that they did buy the interest rate down a point or two, mm-hmm. and they ended at 10%. So then, going back to historical data, mm-hmm. the average interest rate in 1989 was 11,000. Or 11, 11%. Sorry, wrong. I made a face that time. I'm like, like the face a dog makes when it like hears a whistle. Like My whole head tilted to the side, and I like raised my eyebrow. <laughs> Just as a visual for all of you podcast (laughs) listeners out there. And it was comical enough that that I'm dying over here. Like, I'm really trying to get myself under control. Um, Okay, so 11% is what they presumably bought it down from to 10%. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I, of course, I asked questions about their credit. Um, And my mom said that they really didn't have much credit. They had paid off my dad's truck mm-hmm. a, about a year prior to purchasing a house and the only mm-hmm. thing that they owed when they went in was actually birthing expenses from having me oh. a few years prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so that was actually in collections and um, my parents had to pay that off prior to being able to get the loan. Okay. Um, but because there was barely any credit, they mm-hmm. had to get a ton of letters of explanation. And where did this $3,000 come from? Got and it. my dad was super funny when we were talking about it last night. And he goes, I seriously, like, <laughs> I told the lady at one point, I'm not contacting the nun that taught my kindergarten class for a <laughs> reference. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> because he felt like he wrote so many letters. Right. And at that point, they were handwriting them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you had so, to ask people for them. And you had to ask mm-hmm. people. Yeah, all the things. Um, so Those dang underwriters. <laughs> Those darn underwriters. Don't get me started. Bugging um, people since 1989. <laughs> okay, so... Um, they were a single earner income household. Mm-hmm. My dad was the only one that worked. My mom had three kids, was pregnant with her fourth at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad made about $12 an hour. Um, and so, the, the you know, the money that they saved, the money that they bought it down with, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a big, big savings right. for then. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They both viewed this house as this is our starter home. We'll eventually at the t- they bought a house in Milwaukee, Oregon. That's where I spent the beginning of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they planned to get my sister and I through middle school in that home. So okay. they would have been there roughly 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, it was 1,100 square feet. And it was 1,100 square feet. Mm-hmm. Three bedrooms, one bath. Four mm-hmm. kids, two parents. Yeah. It was kind of crowded sometimes. Mm-hmm. And my mom has a tendency to collect extras, so <laughs> it was always crowded. Um, and then if you've heard me talk about my family, like, you know that we come in giant numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the more the merrier in that in yeah. our households. So yeah. <laughs> we really pack them in. Um, so they actually ended up staying six years. Okay. Um and then my parents moved to Kelso, bought property and a slightly larger house, which Yay. is how we got to mm-hmm. the facial expression I made earlier. Uh, <laughs> What's it worth? Tell us. $556,000. Yeah. How much land do they have? They have, well, uh, they've since acquired some since their original purchase. Mm-hmm. I think they have five acres. Okay. Yes. Totally. Um, makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um... So, but going back to that original house, Mm -hmm. they purchased it for $49. Okay. They sold it for $120. Awesome. Six years later. Six years later. Cool. Yeah. So, at that point, they owed $30,000, which means my mom was making a ton of extra payments. And that was in 95. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 95-ish. So, they had... $90,000 of equity. Nice. My mom knew that she paid her real estate agent 3%. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there went $3,600 of that. So really they had $86,000 of profit Mm -hmm. after after putting in, you know. um, She would have put in $20,000 at that point Mm -hmm. and to make 86. Yeah. It was pretty... Like I'm, I'm impressed with it. Yeah. Um, and for then, sure. you know, then they took that and they divvied that out into, um, putting $40,000 on their new house mm-hmm. and putting $46,000 in the bank and other things. Yeah. Um, whatever they did in with their money. In six years. In six years. hmm Even in my 10% savings account, you couldn't have made that. No, money. no, no, no. <laughs> um, had they hung on to that house? In Milwaukee, mm-hmm. I looked it up today, $536,000. Mm-hmm. Almost worth the same amount of money that their current, current house. house is worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. 
And they would have had rental income. And they would have had rental income. We love a good rental income yes. story. Yes. But, you know, we say that, but in both situations, well, earlier in the situation, my mom's, but um, maybe they should have done a cash out refi to purchase the second one. But, they you know, certainly they, needed, they yeah. needed the money to get the right. second house. You know, yeah, debt to income levels, that kind of stuff, I don't know that they would have been able to carry both houses. Right. Um, now, granted, the rental market in Milwaukee, Oregon, has been wildly strong forever. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't see it being an issue, but I would like yeah. I would have done some serious They had their they had their reasons. They had As their reasons earlier and too. I think I think like a grounding we don't want to be landlords. Landlords was probably a giant oh my gosh, portion so many of people it. are like, I don't want to be a landlord. I don't ever want to be a landlord. Yeah. Um I am a landlord and I do not um I don't manage it. Got that's it. that's how I can maintain being a mm-hmm. landlord. Okay, so then fast forward my purchase. We purchased. Wait, hold on. Did oh. you tell us how much their monthly payment was? Did I completely miss that part? No, I don't think I knew that part actually. <gasps> Did I not ask that question? I was supposed to. I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to run some quick right. numbers? Let me run some really fast numbers. And I'll be like, do, 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 do. Um, um, just for all you guys out there, can I'm just going to talk while LaDonna is doing this. Um, did you know, and we have referenced this man on the podcast before, I know it for a fact, that there is a new Weird Al biopic being made right now. And what? Yes. No, you focus. You need to do yourself. I'm talking to the audience right now. <laughs> there is a Weird Al biopic being made right now. And Daniel Radcliffe, Mr. Harry Potter himself, is playing Weird Al. And I am so excited. I can't wait to see it. I well, I watched a trailer, and it looks really good. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe, I just love him. He takes the quirkiest roles. Like, yes. he's made his money, so he can just, like, take whatever he thinks is fun. Yeah. So, love. Shout out to Dan. Crazy town. Okay. And shout out to Weird Al, because love the guy as well. <laughs> okay, did you run the numbers? Not my love, but <laughs> yours. Knock yourself out. Yes. Um, This is the only place where Katie and I can't be friends. I will say, I do love a good parody. <sighs> I just haven't always loved Weird Al. Okay, fine. Um, Okay, so my parents' monthly payment would have been roughly $430. <clears throat> nice, 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 nice. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Um, I do know that they refinanced at some point during that, but... um, Mm -hmm. So, like, a current car payment of today. (laughs) Jesus. Like, if you're lucky. (laughs) Um, What's your car payment on your new car? Can I ask? uh, Yeah, actually, it's, like, 280. Oh. Um, My husband's is, like, I think 516. (sighs) Yeah. We'll talk about the logistics of that later. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just like. <laughs> Back to housing market and not cars. Yeah. Um, not I your ha- mother's. I had not a your dad's very car specific. <laughs> right. Not your dad's car market. We need some Mail. click and clack yeah. in here. Um, <laughs> do you remember them? No. Uh-oh. I don't know um, what that means. <laughs> anyway, I'm eating myself so you can talk. Um, I really hope somebody gets that reference. Um, okay, so then... Write in the comments if you get the reference. <laughs> 2012 is when I purchased my first house. 
My husband at the time was 30 years old and I was 26. Um, we did use a VA loan because he is military. So we had that opportunity. Um, so we didn't have to put anything down. We just had closing costs to cover, which were very minimal. Um, so we purchased actually a foreclosure. And when I sent it to my real estate agent, I, I am not a person with a nefarious mind at all. Um, like how people get into trouble. I don't necessarily understand these things, <laughs> but, um, the, so my real estate agent was like, Oh, you want to go see this? You do know it's a foreclosure. And I went, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. Um, and, and I wasn't in the mortgage industry, so I didn't really understand foreclosures. Um, and, so then, like, day before we go to look at it, she sends me another message. You know it's a foreclosure, right? And I'm like, what the heck, lady? We get there. We're on the porch. She's unlocking the lockbox. And she goes, okay, but I just want to remind you guys, this is a foreclosure. And I said, I need you to explain something to me because I don't understand what's wrong here. And she goes, well, lots of times when people have foreclosures, they get really mean and angry and they tear the place up right before they leave. And I went, well, the pictures showed. And she goes, it doesn't matter what the pictures showed. (laughs) All right, fine. We go in there. There's a couple of things wrong with the house. Like they didn't take the, like they took the pictures off the wall. They did not dust the walls. You could still see that like, this is the outline of where the picture was. And the nail was still hanging there. That was the bulk of what was wrong with the house when we purchased it. Like there wasn't cement down the toilets, which I never would have thought (laughs) somebody would do to a house. Um, But anyway, so we bought it. It was a foreclosure. We did use a VA loan. We got it for $183,000. Awesome. And the interest rate was spot on for the lowest interest rate. And actually, Katie and I were reading an article earlier today that said that (laughs) the interest rates were at record lows in 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's someone out the um, door. <laughs> 2012, the interest rates 